Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club. Welcome to the first week of Goosebumps Month. Cue the Goosebumps theme song. Yeah, yeah, we're going to end right where it says that, so that you can hear that part for you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really feeling it this time. You're feeling now, Mr. Cramps? Me! And uh, this, if you didn't go on our poll for Goosebumps Month to decide what Goosebumps Month would be for us on uh, Drunken Book Club, the, the, the uh, decision was made that it would be R.L. Stein's Favorite Books Month. So I have decided on... <laughs> two books and three other, uh, t sorry, it's two books that he have said that he's really liked. A short story that I decided at random, which you would have heard on the Vampire Breath episode a couple of weeks ago. And a choose, a give yourself goosebumps as, as the favorites of the ghost writers that, uh, the give yourself goosebumps books had. So that's how we decided those ones. So this week we did The Haunted Mask. This is absolutely this is R.L. Stein's absolute favorite Goosebumps book, and it's pretty obvious why. It's a really freaking good one. It's my personal favorites. And uh, Sam, what did we pregame on this time? So you pregamed on a Four Loco Warhead flavored one. Uh, yes, I did. I, it's called a Sour Cosmic Punch. Excuse me, a Sour Cosmic Punch. Uh, warhead Sour C uh, Cosmic Punch for Loco. It does not taste like a, a Warhead, I'll tell you that fucking much, but um, it's... You're, you're feeling it. I, I am almost, I'm, I've literally drank about three quarters of the can and I'm pretty fucking drunk. So I had what Chris has dubbed bobbing for apples. <clears throat> yes. And it is, so for a hard cider, which this one went with original sin, which honestly is kind of a weak flavor wise. Yeah, I chose it because I wanted something a little different this time around and. Now we know it's just a little. It's just a little weak. And then a shot to try to make it a little more apple tasting, a shot of apple schnapps. And a shot, a little over a shot of Fireball Whiskey. Yeah. So you got a little cinnamon whiskey, a little bit of apple uh, schnapps. schnapps with an apple cider. So I'm feeling it because yeah. I have the hard cider, which is usually enough to at least get me a little like buzzed. And then two shots. So. <laughs> so Sam, Haunted Mask, you've never read this book. No, I've seen the show. You've like seen you the showed episode. me the episode. Yeah. But I've never read the book. Yes, because I absolutely love the episode. I've read the book before. So first impressions. Do you have any first impressions? What did you think this book was going to be about? Well, again, I already saw the show before. The I already saw the show before I read the book. Yeah. So I figured it would be pretty close because you've told me there were some differences, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't one of those night and day ones. Yeah. So that was kind of my first impression of... It's going to be like the show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> kind of it. Thing. Right. Like I don't really it's not one of those where I go, I don't know what I'm expecting. Alright, so my first impressions, yet another one I don't feel right doing first impressions of since I've read this one more than once, honestly. But I can at least give my history of this one for funs for shits and giggles, might as well. Yeah. So for starters, this is the only Goosebumps episode we had on VHS back in the day, and it's clamshell box and all. Its black case really made it stand out among all the white clamshell Disney VHS tape boxes. 
But it will always bring out this tape during Halloween and watch it every year to get in the spirits of all those, all those fun things. So, <laughs> spirit. Eventually, I decided to pick up the well-worn copy of the book that I still have in my z- position and read it. And that's the one that we actually read is the one that we've had in our possession for a very long time. Nice. And now I'm here reading it once more as Arl Stein's favorite Goosebumps book. So, there we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the one that I currently own is the one I've had since childhood, actually. Cool. That was my brother's copy. Nice. Which I... Which is the only Goosebumps book I think I actually brought from my house, because all the other ones are ones that I bought on my own. Yeah. The cover. In the darkest corners of your mind, this cover exists. A young girl in a purple shirt and blue overalls holds a snarling green mask. The mask has razor-sharp teeth, glowing yellow eyes, and is drooling wildly. If looks could kill... Yes, book. This is a very accurate thing to say about this cover. Thank you for summing it up in the most humorous way. Alright, let us begin on chapter one. We are introduced to our lead in this book, Carly Beth. She is having lunch with her best friend, Sabrina. They're discussing what they want to go... Oh, sorry. So before we go any further, Sam, if you have any notes, jokes, comments, or anything above, don't be afraid to interrupt. Especially with those jokes and sound effects. Yes. Yeah, because there's plenty of farts in this book. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, I'm drunk. We just kept... You were the one making the fucking we all fart in the yellow submarine while this was loading. No, I said we all live in a sub- yellow submarine. No, you also... Yellow submarine. <laughs> Yellow submarine. And then the we all queef, <clears throat> or Sam queefs in a yellow submarine. Yeah, Sam queefs in a yellow submarine. Don't let her in. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, she is having lunch with her best friend Sabrina. They're discussing what they want to go f- go as for Halloween. Carly Beth thinks she wants to be a witch, which surprises Sabrina because she thought Carly Beth was afraid of witches. Carly Beth is offended by this and says she's not afraid of everything. Even though she is. Then Sabrina pokes fun at Carly Beth for having her house or thinking her house was haunted when it was just a prank she concocted with Chuck and Steve. Remember those names, kiddies, because they're coming back. Carly Beth is embarrassed, and to make things worse, a loud noise surprises her and she screams. But to make things worse, a hand comes down onto her shoulder to take us to the next chapter. <laughs> chapter 2. It's Steve pulling a prank on her. We learn that Chuck and Steve are friends with Carly Beth and love to scare and torment the poor girl. Honestly, like, that was really relatable to me of, like, being frustrated and them being like, well, I'm so sorry, you're so easy to scare. Because some people like doing that of you're so easy to freak out. I'm sorry, it's just so funny to watch you be freaked out, (laughs) Sam. It's not my (laughs) fault that it's just so funny, so I just keep fucking doing it. She's laughing at this. Don't do, even though you say, please stop, I don't like it, I don't appreciate it, but I'll just keep doing it because it's funny, Sam. Fun fact, Sam is Carly Beth. Shut the fuck up, Chris. Or should I say Steve? Why can't I be Chuck? If you want to be Chuck, you can be Chuck. Because Chuck likes to fuck. (laughs) And I think Chuck is the main character in the second book, and I want to be the main character. I have main character syndrome. Follow me. If you don't love me, fuck me. What the fuck? I don't know. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Uh, So, chapter two, like we continue, it's Steve pulling a prank on her. We learn that Chuck and Steve are friends with Carly Beth and and love to scare and torment the poor girl. Steve came over to offer Carly Beth his turkey sandwich, claiming it's too dry because his mom forgot the mayo. Turkey's a little dry. Turkey's Turkey's a little little dry. dry. Turkey's a little dry. 
the turkey's a little dry. Oh, bone, the cursed thing! What demon from the depths of hell created thee? <laughs> she agrees, and everyone watches with glee as she soon realizes they put a live worm in it. Yeah. Carly Beth rushes out of the cafeteria, the laughter following her out. She swears she'll get them back somehow. Dot, dot, dot. Maybe she'll get inspired by the movie Heathers. She's going to poison one of them. Yeah. And then there's going to be a third friend that also has the same name. That one's going to want to be su- one's suicidal and the other one's just going to become the new bitch. Yeah. Chapter three. While Sabrina wants to blow up the job. Chapter three. When school ends, Carly Beth rushes home. Her mom is there. Mom shows Carly Beth that she did what she did today. She has made a realistic replica of her daughter's head made out of plaster of Paris. Carly Beth is a bit creeped out by it, as any sane person should be, but is still impressed with her mother's work. Carly Beth's mom also tells her that she has finished the duck costume for her, much to Carly Beth's confusion, as she only joked that it would be funny to be a duck for her. I thought it was at the mall. Uh, I believe that's in the television show. No, the television show she made it. Uh, no, I said that finished the duck costume for her. What are you talking about? I thought in the book, it she bought it. No, she made it. Okay. She made the costume. Trust me, okay. the mom made it in, the, in both. I'm just drunk and don't remember. Yes. <laughs> well, they, they saw that they were at the mall and said, wouldn't it be funny to be a duck? Okay, there we go. That's is, is what it was. That's what I'm thinking of. <clears throat> she, head up, she heads upstairs to check it out, and when she gets to her room, she sees the door is closed, and she hears breathing inside her room. <gasps> You need your inhaler now? No, you should be good. (laughs) (laughs) And she hears breathing inside her room. She opens the door and is startled to find the next chapter, read by Sam. Go ahead and read three chapters. Her brother, Noah... Chapter four. Chapter four. Her brother, Noah, has put on her duck costume and attacks her while quacking at her. Somehow this fucking scared... Quack, 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 The fact that she's scared of that. Yeah. Like, I get being startled, but, like, it's like, it's gonna be your brother, dipshit. I think she was startled. I think Arlstein's just said scared, but it's it's more startled. Yeah. He finishes his quack attack and asks if he can have the costume because he (laughs) likes it and it fits I forgot I used the term quack attack in my notes for you, sorry. She's not sure... But when her phone rings, she demands he leaves her room. Chris, can you put the Quack Attack theme song? <laughs> Thanks. I believe I meant uh, the Quack Pack theme song, and um, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Okay, bye. It's Sabrina asking if she's okay and telling her that her science product project, a ping pong ball model of the solar system, is due tomorrow. My one question of that is like, it's not to scale. <laughs> not really a question, but more of a critique. <clears throat> they finish it up, and they're in fifth grade. You can still get foam things of different sizes. Like, I'm not saying it has Sam, to be super... It's fifth grade. They BS their project if you look at the other kids' projects, which we'll get to eventually. They finish it up, and it's, and then it's the next day. The science fair is going on, and their project seems mundane compared to what others have done. One of them has, like, a supercomputer, doesn't he? Yeah, one of them made a supercomputer. The other made, like, a com- like a fucking battery or some shit. Yeah. And someone did the volcano project, which, you know, it's fifth grade. He is fifth grade. Everyone does a fucking volcano and gets an F. You know what I did? Huh. I did, what's the closest fluid that's closest to brain, like, to, like, brain fluid? It was jelly. Sam? Brain juice? You mean the Goosebumps 2000 classic brain juice? You did the the, the book Brain Juice? No, I just dropped a bunch Goosebumps of... Goosebumps month! I just dropped a bunch of eggs with different <laughs> fluids uh. on a ladder. <laughs> did you just want to do it so you could drop eggs? No. 
my my science fair project was what soil would be better natural like pre like stuff you'd get in the like store or like a mixture of both Hmm. And uh, what's it called? It was obviously the nutrient-enriched one. The one that's not the fucked-up, dry-ass soil of the desert? Yes. That's fair. <laughs> My plants... And I ended up going to, like, the final... You know, like, when they say, Hey, we're gonna put you in the big auditorium thing. Like, that's beyond the school. The Sarsef? Yeah. Mine actually got in there, and, like, my poor plants died because they didn't, weren't getting watered. So, <clears throat> mine technically qualified for Sarsef. Yeah. My mom didn't submit it on time. Ah. It wouldn't have made it compared to all the other ones, because it's, again, like, the there's some fucking kid with, like... One kid tried to make a perpetual motion machine. I think that was, like, a middle school or high school one. Oh, yeah. But it was still, like, even the other fifth graders were fucking nothing compared to... I put an egg in jelly... In gelatin. Yeah. And dropped it I'm off of the ladder. I'm surprised mine made it, actually, because, like, I really BS'd my project. I mean, honestly, I did, too. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't come up with one, and then they were like, here's an idea, and I'm like, okay. I could talk about my sixth grade, or my eighth grade one that I really BS'd, but I'm not going to. So I, I continue. I didn't get an eighth grade one. <clears throat> they f- the science fair is going on, and their project seems mundane. When the judges get to their display, Steve yells that his tarantula has gotten out. Carly Beth stays cool at first, but then he feels then she feels pincers dig it to the back of her leg, and she lets out a blood curdling scream. Ah! I mean, to be fair, like honestly, like same. I, I kind of get it. I get it. That's because you're can't. afraid of spiders. Well, also, if I just felt something pinch my leg, it's not the same because I know it's you, Chris. I'm just don't. Ow! That just hurt. Okay, I was I was wondering if I could even get a good pinch. You have very tight legs. Yeah, because. I was going to say, I thought you'd do more like right here. Well, I can't reach that far. Yeah, because I actually have... Continue the story! I have decent muscle on my legs. So do I. So, chapter five. Carly Beth freaks out and starts flailing about wildly, but soon realizes (laughs) it's just another prank by Chuck and Steve. Carly Beth hears the laughter of the other others and runs away from the science fair and vows to get Chuck and Steve back and scare them good. (laughs) Gonna tell tell Sabrina not to come to school tomorrow. Yeah, because she's cool. (laughs) God damn it. It's Halloween, and Carly Beth is planning on meeting Sabrina at her place at 7.30. Carly Beth, Carly Beth doesn't want to go as a duck, and decides to go to the new party store to get the scariest mask they have. As she walks to the star, Elle drops some amazing Halloween atmosphere. When she gets there, all the lights are on. But when she tries the door, it's locked! Dun dun dun! And then she does the white girl thing of, shakes on the door, shakes on the door. <laughs> you, you, you only read two chapters, Sam. No, I read four, five, and six. Oh, wait, you read chapter six already? You didn't say chapter six. I, I forgot that's, to say chapter six. You failed me, Sam. Gotta go kill the, Our audiences now. will never know what chapter six was. Gonna go, go kill myself. <clears throat> chapter seven. <laughs> oh, she's dead. <laughs> See, she left in dead. She left in deadies. Chapter seven. A man in black answers the door and says, I'm the man in black and uh, I'm a boy named Sue. Wait, that's... Uh, I fell into a burning ring of fire. Went down, 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 the flames went higher. It burns, 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 the ring of fire. (laughs) The ring of fire. I, you know, it's funny. I heard that song before I, like, really got into it in the movie I Walk the Line. But I got really into it because it was in the soundtrack for Tony Hawk Underground 2. Gotcha. Alrighty, so yeah, Man in Black answers the door and allows Carly Beth in, even though they're closed. Girl, do not go into the scary shop alone with a strange man, <laughs> even if he owns the place. Stranger danger, Carly Beth. In some ways, I'd almost argue, especially if he owns the place. Yeah. Well, not mm-hmm. necessarily especially, but it is the whole power dynamic. Yeah. 
The man shows her some of his mask and allows her to look around as well. He does stress to her to hurry up as he is closed, but he gets a call before he can force her any further. Carly Beth inspects more mask and is unimpressed but finds a door that, that's ajar. How can a door be ajar when it's a door? Chris, you wrote it. What the fuck is your problem? And she decides to look in there and she is surprised to find the next chapter. Chapter 8. Twelve masks stared at Carly Beth as she entered the room. She was as interested as she was scared to enter the room. She inspected the mask and the... the she inspected the mask and thought the skin on them looked almost real. She then comes upon a mask with a bulging bald head, skin that was putrid yellow-green, enormous sunken in eyes that glowed in eerie orange, a flat nose that was smashed in like a skeleton's nose, and a dark-lipped mouth with long, animal-like fangs coming out. As she touched it, the mask cried out, Hey, don't touch me, bitch! Chapter 9 it was actually the store owner who cried out. He says these masks aren't for sale as they're too scary. She begs him and even tries giving her all the money she brought. $30. Which he, damn in 90s money. Oh, oh, I actually have the inflation cost on this one, Sam. He contemplates it and says she'll regret it and ends up selling her the mask for $30. Which is about $63 with inflation. Goddamn. It's not that much for this high quality of a mask. It's still, like... I'm, I'm just saying for a Halloween mask, yeah, it's expensive. Like, I'm not saying it's overpriced for a super high-quality mask. Yeah. I'm just more saying, damn. She runs home excitedly and then has the idea that she has to try this mask out on someone and decides on her little brother Noah. On to chapter 10 for Sam to read. Chapter 10. She enters the house that smells of hot cider. She hears her brother in his room getting his cockroach costume on while he's listening to heavy metal music as an eight-year-old. She sneaks in and scares him with a deep, gravelly voice, saying, She's going to get him. She's going to get him. Noah nearly pisses himself in fear and calls for mom, not knowing that Carly Beth is under the mask. Mommy! Mommy! She finally starts cracking up and tells him it's her under the mask, and tries removing the mask to show him it's her, but she finds no matter what she tries, she can't remove the mask. <laughs> Chapter 11. She struggles some more, but is barely able to get the mask off. Noah says, he wasn't scared, but it was intimidated by the voice, and asks how she did that. Carly Beth isn't sure. She was just listening to a lot of Arch Enemy, the famous death metal band ran by a female. She then starts getting ready to leave to meet female. up with, with Sabrina and the others, and has an evil idea of how she's going to get Chuck and Steve. Chapter 12. She grabs an old broom and takes Mom's plaster Paris head of Carly Beth, and puts it on the broom to make it look like she's carrying around her head. She thinks she looks terrifying and starts heading out, but not before her mom wants to see how she looks in the duck costume. Uh-oh. <laughs> I forgot I put the words uh-oh in my notes. <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm having Sam read my notes, so I'm totally forgetting what I wrote <laughs> until she reads them, and I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote that. Uh, also, um, I, this is kind of a comment on the TV show episode. I like that she put a red cloth on there and then her head, so it looks like it's a bleeding head. Yeah. Like, that's just a nice addition on the TV nice, show. Nice little touch. Yeah. Chapter 13. Before Mom can come out to check the costume, a phone call interrupts her and Carly Beth leaves. We get more Halloween and fall descriptions that I love, and Carly Beth heads to Sabrina's house. Along the way, she sees some trick-or-treaters 
And when she arrives at Sabrina's house, she can hear her inside. Before she can ring the doorbell, she hears two boys behind her. She thinks it's Chuck and Steve, and it's showtime for her. She jumps off the porch and hides to scare the duo. Chapter 14. The two boys approach the porch slowly, and once they're there, Carly Beth jumps out and scares the crap out of the two boys, with one even falling to his knees in fear. Suddenly, an older woman appears, and it's the boy's mother. This is not Chuck and Steve. She demands to know what the hell Carly Beth is doing. Carly Beth's instincts are to apologize and explain the misunderstanding, but instead, Carly Beth goes wild and starts screaming at the mom. I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking break your head off, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, the mom stands her ground, but the two boys are frightened. And Luckily, wish to it's leave. not Florida. <laughs> Sorry, just when he said... Yeah. Well, if this were Florida, she would have just brought his gun to school. <laughs> I hate that I'm laughing at that. Carly Beth feels nothing but rage and wants to tear this woman apart like a beast. Chapter 15. The boys have to drag the mom away from the scene as Carly Beth's rage grows within. Sabrina finally leaves the house and is surprised by Carly Beth's costume and hardly recognizes her. Sabrina also says that Chuck and Steve can't join them until later because Steve has to take his little sister out trick-or-treating. Carly Beth is disappointed by this and hopes they see Chuck and Steve later to scare them. They start heading out to trick-or-treat and Sabrina starts asking questions about the mask and even asks to touch it. They both stop, and Sabrina touches it and is freaked out about how it feels, like real human skin, and then bombards Carly Beth with more questions, which causes Carly Beth to go into rage, and she starts strangling her friend onto Chapter 16. Chapter 16. Sabrina quickly pulls away from Carly Beth, and Carly Beth pretends that it was all just a harmless joke. Hehe, <laughs> it's just a joke. Uh, but Sabrina's not so sure. She gets to the first house to trick-or-treat, and Carly Beth scares the two children inhabitants. Which is kind of fucked up, like... Yo, you were girl-bossing her. Well, just because it was funny, just because just how... She's a fucking asshole to the kids, and then she just, like, takes the candy out of the bowl, and then runs well, that's away... that's in the TV episode she yeah. gets. In, in, the, in the book, she gets given the candy. But she takes it out of the bowls after the parents are like, you shouldn't be a bitch to our kids, you little asshole. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you, and then throws it back at the... Sam is referring to the TV episode, the t- just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know why I like you laughing at this, being like, she's my queen, yes queen, yes queen Carly Beth. Guess like, gatekeep girl boss Carly Beth. Yeah, she's not wrong. They continue trick-or-treating and eventually split up to get more candy. Carly Beth on her own starts to feel a hunger, and she decides to frighten some kids and steal their candy. Afterwards, she decides it's time to hunt for Chuck and Steve and give them their just desserts. Eh. Eh. Chapter 17. Carly Beth soon realizes she won't have to go far for her quarry, as Chuck and Steve are across the street. I do love the stupid sword fighting joke I made in the, okay, in the, the, TV, the TV episode. Show. They're they're in the graveyard sword fighting, and this they're just trick or treating. And they're but in the in the TV show they're also pirates. Yeah, and in this one they're blackface, which is worse, <laughs> so much worse. They're not blackface. <laughs> as they get closer. <laughs> She ducks behind some hedges and and waits for them to approach. As they get closer, Carly Beth has second thoughts. She thinks that she won't be able to scare them with this mask, and that they'll recognize her immediately and laugh at her. This fills her with rage, and the two are close now. She gets ready to pounce. Chapter 18. She pounces out, and the two boys are scared. (laughs) They barely recognize that it's Carly, but Carly Beth insists that she's dead. Sorry, the old Carly Beth can't come to the phone right now. Why? 
Because she's dead. <laughs> Sam, Sam took that one away. Hey, I had that in the TV show because she buries the head after this. Yeah. And honestly, I made that joke and you laughed at it. I did. So, you're complicit. Hey, I'm not stealing your joke. Just be happy. Thank you. All that's left of her is this head on a stick. Then she demands that they give him their candy and that they... Re- I'm sorry. I washed myself with <laughs> a egg on a stick. That's how you said it. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I had the same thought as I said it. I was like... <laughs> I wash myself with a head on a stick. (laughs) I wash myself with a rag on a stick. Okay, where'd it go? Sorry, it it scrolled back up. It gets a head on a stick on chapter 18. Um, two boys are scared. Head on a stick. She then demands the things that they give her her candy and they resist. Then suddenly the head on the pole blinks to life and mouths the words, Help me, help me, please. And they, and they kind of shit themselves, because that's fair. Yep. Chapter 19. The boys drop their candy bags and run in terror. Carly Beth wants to celebrate anima- animalistically and starts running. She has succeeded in what she wanted to do and stops to catch her breath when a, when a hand comes down on her shoulder. Chapter 20. It's Sabrina, the teenage witch. No, it's just Sabrina. Who has been looking all over for Carly Beth. She's good on trick-or-treating and asks if Carly Beth wants to head to her place and Carly Beth agrees. Carly Beth then regales Sabrina of how she scared the pants off of Chuck and Steve and Sabrina's impressed. She wants to give her a kiss on the lips. They arrive at Sabrina's house and start to sort through their candy. Then Carly Beth tries to remove her mask but finds that it's stuck and she can't remove it. Chapter 21 Carly Beth struggles to get the mask off. Even with the help of Sabrina, Sabrina offers to get the scissors, but Carly Beth doesn't want to ruin the mask. Sabrina tries to find where the mask bottom is to try to help yank off the mask, but discovers that the mask has become one with Carly Beth. Okay. Chapter 22. Thank you. Chapter 22. (laughs) You drunk bitch. (laughs) You just... Mean. Chapter 22. Carly Beth looks at herself. Sorry, just you call me drunk. It's like, it's... She loves being called a drunk bitch, folks. So if you ever see us at a comic con, make sure to call Sam a drunk bitch. She'll love it. <laughs> Especially when I'm sober. Yeah, she'll love it when she's sober. Not, not a full can of cider and two shots of booze. Start over. <laughs> she's got the giggles. <laughs> she got the snorting giggles, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Carly Beth will come back. Shut Don't worry. The fuck up. Oh, shut up, Carly Beth. Shut up, Chuck. Yeah, okay. Well, I do like to fuck. Steve. Shut up. Steve. Please. I need to breathe. You need to breathe? Oh, I didn't know you needed to breathe to exist. I thought you just, you know, photosynthesize air Stop. like a plant. I can't breathe. She can't breathe, people. She can't shut, read. Shut up, We Chris. need, we have, the school system have failed her. It's so tragic. Shut this up. poor girl hasn't been able to read her whole life until now. <laughs> so many cocks right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a good giggle fit. <clears throat> oh. Oh, it hurts that I need to pee now. <laughs> A giggle fit into a piss. Beautiful. Do you do you want to stop and go pee? Yes, please. Okay, go pee.
Uh, Chris, drop the Haunted Mask promo right here while Sam takes a pee. Thank you. Friday, Fox presents a Halloween special. I need a really scary mask, like that one. Based on the bestsellers of R.L. Stein. I can't get it off me. Goosebumps, the Haunted Mask. His face. It's your face now. Friday at 8, 7 central on Fox. It's 22, right? Yep, chapter 22. <clears throat> chapter 22. Carly Beth looks at herself in the mirror and starts freaking out. Realizing ever her eyes have changed. That's so, just what it said. Yeah, my bad. My, I don't reread my notes. <laughs> in shock, she runs out the door, not knowing where she's going, and ends up at the party store, and thinks maybe the mysterious man in black can help her. But her hopes are dashed when she sees there are no lights on in the building. Chapter 23. Soon, a figure appears inside the store, and it's the mysterious owner. <gasps> he tells her to come inside and says he was expecting her to come back. That's not a red flag at all. She demands he take off the... Take the mask off of her, but he says he can't do that. I can't do it, Beach. Can't let you do that, Fox. 24. Chapter 24. The store owner then explains that the masks aren't technically masks, but faces he created in his lab, and they were once beautiful. But then they left the lab and became monstrous and deformed, and he named them the unloved because that really helps when things become deformed to just say, well, fuck you, no one loves you. Yeah. Ain't that right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> As no one could ever love something so horrendous. He's never met the horror community. <laughs> hey, I forgot to put that note. Honk, honk. <laughs> you did put the note. I know. I forgot I put that note in there. That's what I said. Then he, t- he then tells Carly Beth, there's only one way to remove the mask, but if anyone ever puts it on again, it will forever attach to their face. Yeah, yeah. My turn. Dun, 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 dun. The store owner tells Carly Beth that she must find her symbol of love to remove the mask, but can't elaborate beyond that. Carly Beth doesn't understand what he means and starts yelling and attacking him to explain what he means. In her fury, she awakens the unloved. The store owner tells Carly Beth to run. Run! Chapter 26. The unloved spring to life and start chasing Carly Beth. She runs out of the store and frantically starts thinking what her symbol of love is and realizes it's her mother's head sculpture she made of her. And fortunately for Carly Beth, she was in the same area she had dropped the head to scare Chuck and Steve. She makes a mad dash to the bushes, but soon finds that the head is missing. Oh no! Chapter 27. She then realizes this is an, this is an RL chapter scare and then... <laughs> And that, she, that the head was a few feet away from her. <laughs> she quickly grabs the head and starts to try to scare away the unloved with her symbol of love. The unloved seem unfazed by this and continue to chase at... Or sorry, come at her. Come at me, bro. Chapter 28. Desperate for anything, Carly Beth puts the plaster of Paris head over her own head and waits in darkness for whatever ill, fate, Ill fates may come to her. Soon she realizes that the unloved have gone, and that she feels a flap against her neck. The map... <clears throat> yes, because that's what a fucking flap. No, Just play with the flap. flap. Just... The mask can now be removed, and she lifts off the burden with ease. She quickly rushes home and wonders if her face is the same or not. She rings the doorbell, and Noah answers the door and starts screaming in terror, saying, To get that mask off, you're hideous! Ugh. Little douche. Little douche, big. Yes. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't think I've ever met a Noah I don't like. I'm trying to think of the Noahs I've met. I've only met, like, th- like two, three Noahs. There's Black Noah, Hippie Noah, and then a Noah I know from my work who's really cool. Hippie Noah, I remember, was pretty chill. Like, yeah. Honestly, like, of the low brass, he was not the worst. Yeah. The Andrews, though, can go fuck themselves right along with Corey, I don't Will, think, and Pat. I don't fuck you! I, I don't think I've ever met an Andrew I've liked. There's one at my work that I haven't... That seems fine. Yeah. I don't really know him, but it's not... It's neutral. It's neutral. Chapter 29. Actually, the tuba player was pretty chill. <laughs> but not the trombonist. He was a douchebag. Chapter 29. <laughs> she, she drops her mask and rushes to the mirror and sees she's back to normal. And Noah was just playing a trick on her. Mom comes in and wants to know what happened to Carly Beth. They go to the kitchen and grab a nice hot cup of cider... And when Carly Beth is about to explain everything, Noah barges in, now wearing the haunted mask. Alright, Sam, do you have any notes on this one? So, I only had the main notes of, like, I really feel Carly Beth in a lot of this. Yeah. As someone who who is the easily scared. So, you, you would say that you are very much a Carly Beth. Yes. Yes. And honestly, like, I get it. I get that revenge fantasy of wanting to scare the people that, like, scare you and fuck with you and think it's really funny to fuck with you. And the only note I have is when it's, like, Steve and Chuck are her friends. I'm like, are they, though? (laughs) Are they really? I don't think people that are that, like, just constantly dicks to you are really your friends. They are pretty mean to her. Because it's not like Sabrina, who does sometimes do a little joke, but then is like, sorry, it's funny, and then is just her friend. Yeah. They're just dicks. They're, They're just constant dicks. Like, there's no, like... Oh, okay. It's just sometimes fun. It's like it's kind of weird in the TV show episode. They're like, it's because we like you. Which honestly, like, it's still a bullshit thing. Yeah. Honestly, like, pro tip for one, kids, you should not be reading this or listening to. This. <laughs> yeah, kids, don't read Goosebumps. It's not aimed at you. It's aimed at the mature adults <laughs> that we are, but not at you fuckers. Don't, don't listen to Don't listen to Drunken Book Club. Listen to Drunken Book Club. Learn. But for kids. Don't do that shit. If you like a girl, don't bully her. Tell her. Tell her. Use your words. Use your words. And You're don't... a big boy. Use your words. No, they're not. They're big enough they can use their fucking words. Are they, though? If they can't, they shouldn't be fucking dealing with those emotions yet. I mean, it's hey, emotions come at very different stages for everybody. So they can't fucking decide don't when this happens. Don't bully people if you have a crush on them. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Yeah, I'm bullying Sam. Yeah, I'm bullying Chris. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't been in a fucking relationship for like 13 years. Yep. Ugh, God. Ugh. Okay, so my notes, uh, I've got a couple different ones. So, here are the pop culture references in no particular order. <laughs> Fruit Roll-Up. Star Trek. Frankenstein. Freddy Krueger, spelt wrong in the book, by the way. They 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 reverse the U and the E, by the way. E.T. Uncle Fester. Honestly, an E.T. mask would be creepy. Yes, I'm going to be. <laughs> Adam's Family. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What I love is they cut, they cut the teenage part. They just put Mutant Ninja Turtle. Well, it's because uh, R.L. was a fan of the next mutation. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Milky Way. And Jell-O. Alrighty, and here's another list for you, because why the fuck not? Costumes, scene, duck, cockroach, the new Carly Beth holding the decapitated head of the old Carly Beth, ghost, mutant ninja turtle, 
Freddy Krueger, Princess, Indiana Jones, Clown, a Catwoman, Mummy, whatever the fuck Chuck and Steve are dressed up as bums, I guess? <laughs> and that's it for those ones. Alright, here are some more of my notes. Am I bad for imagining Carly Beth's mom as a MILF? I mean, the description of her makes her sound attractive to me. My problem is she kind of reminded me of my mom. They talk about dark curly hair, if I remember. I think so. Kind of chubby. Yeah. I'm like, mom? <laughs> A.K.A. MILF material. <laughs> Since I look a lot like my mom. I guess. Are you telling me I don't look like my mom? I don't know, Sam. I don't have eyes. <laughs> I read with Braille. It's very fun. That's surprising, considering... Bump, 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 Diagonal bumps. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> they would say that. Yeah. <laughs> that stupid family guy. Page 25. After the page break has... After after the page break has amazing Halloween imagery. Sam, let's... Uh, I guess I didn't tell you, you to grab like, the book. You were like, you don't need to grab the book. I'll grab it. Well, my bad. I thought I, I thought I needed it for just... I didn't need it until I realized until now. All right. So, here's some Halloween goodness for you. The evening air was cold and damp. Carly Beth struggled to zip her coat as she jogged toward the party store. The house next door had a glowing jack-o'-lantern in the front window. The house on the corner had paper skeletons strung up across the front porch. The wind howled through the bare trees. The branches above her head shook and rattled like bony arms. What a creepy night, Carly Beth thought. She started running a little faster. A car rolled silently by, sending harsh white light floating across the sidewalk like a bright ghost. And yeah, there's there's just some really good Halloween okay, imagery. Yeah, so that is a really good imagery. Like, that is. Like, this book has great imagery. Uh, the old Carpenter Mansion that had murders happen in. Is this a reference to John Carpenter's Halloween? Maybe. I don't think R.L. will ever have better prose and description than in this book. It really brings to life this story, and I can see why this is R.L.'s favorite. Also, it feels there's not much filler. There's not just a lot of, like, why are we doing this? Like, yeah. what is the point of this? Oh, for sure. Compared to somewhere, I'm like, when are we gonna get to the fireworks factory? I just realized that this will be the book's 30th year anniversary when we release this episode, because it came out in September of 1993. Happy so, 30th. Fun fact. When Sabrina says we're going to look pretty stupid if we have to call the fire department to remove your mask... Feels like something R.L. said to his son when he had the mask stuck on his head. Yeah. Which, fun fact, this story is based on his son getting his, his his mask stuck on his head. Honestly, not the dumbest call they probably had, though. Yeah. As someone who has heard from emergency department people. Page 90 reads like an erotic novel out of context when Sabrina is trying to find the edge of the mask along Carly Beth's neck. Let's see if I can find that real quick. And, and Chris, put some romantic music under this. Her astonished expression remained frozen on her face. She moved behind Carly Beth and ran her fingers along the back of Carly Beth's neck. What is it? What's the matter? Carly Beth demanded shrilly. Sabrina ran a, ran a hand back through her black hair. Her forehead wrinkled in concentration. When you phrase it like that, yes. Did it not sound like that when you read it? A little bit. Okay, there we go. Alright, Sam, do you have any other notes for this? No, I don't. <laughs> Alright, time for Random Question Time! Sam, are you a scaredy cat? Yes, we've been through... We literally talked about that so many times. Yes, I am. Why are you fucking with my zipper? Well, I rolled it back up, so it's okay. Uh, I would not say I'm a scaredy cat. I wouldn't say you are. No. I, I definitely have a fight or flight reflex, and I will definitely fight back. <laughs> 
when people try to scare me. I have to definitely have to keep my fist close to myself so I don't punch people. I've come very dangerous close to punching people at work. Do not scare me. I will punch you. I had two older brothers. I punched them when they scared me because that was just the instinct I had. That is how they learn. They only learn through pain. Exactly. But I wasn't a very good puncher then. But now I am. Do you have a favorite costume move, either worn or seen? I still say, like, honestly, it's the lamest costume, but it was one that I... No, actually, my favorite one that I saw Uh was when I I worked for Citibank. Mm -hmm. There was one couple that worked there because... Why not? And the girl was pregnant. They went as gender-swapped Cosmo and Wanda. <laughs> that's funny. That's cute. Yeah, it's like, that's actually a great couple's costume. I have no notes on yeah. that. Uh, my favorite costume was Father Guido Sarducci back in the high school. I dressed up as that, and my girlfriend at the time dressed up as a clown, and the Spanish teacher that we shared said, did you guys even plan this out? <laughs> and you went, no. <laughs> no, we weren't supposed to. I'm trying to remember what I did for most of high school. I went as a zombie one year. Chap- in, in chapter 10, it says Noah is listening to heavy metal. I'm going to list a few top heavy metal and rock albums from 1993, and we're going to decide which he's listening to. All right, Sam? Mm-hmm. So we have the Aerosmith album, Get a Grip. The Guns N' Roses album, The Spaghetti Incidents. Kiss, Alive 3. A personal favorite of mine, Melvin's Houdini. Nirvana, In Utero. Pearl Jam versus Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dreams, Tool, Undertow, or Typo Negative, Bloody Kisses. I'm going to argue for Kiss. Okay. Because it feels like something that a mom would allow a kid to. I feel like she would allow him to get Aerosmith. That's fair. Because that was that was the album with Dreaming and Crying, which are both the same fucking songs. I don't care what you say. (laughs) Dreaming, crying. I don't remember those songs, but they're terrible. I hate that album. I would argue those two, but either one of those, because I don't think an eight-year-old's going to appreciate the Melvins. Yeah. Um, or typo negative, really. That's fair. I mean, he could have just saw the music video and was like, Whoa, they kill. True. Because <laughs> that was their first album that got them in mainstream success. Uh, I'm going to go with In Utero by Nirvana, personally. Because I feel like that would... Uh, I mean, he, he was definitely listening to Rape Me, and his mom was like, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> rape me! Rape me! He's like, as a kid, right? As a little kid, Rape me, my friend. And mom's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why can't you listen to the Melvin's album? The only weird thing on there is the whole thing. <laughs> Great Melvin's album. If you've never listened to Houdini, you should listen to it. It's my personal favorite album by them. Because it was the first album I listened to, thanks to a uh, uh, con- uh, person who's been on the podcast back when it was, speaking of which, Nick. Yep, he introduced me to Melvin's. Nice. Yeah, spaghetti Cat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we love Spaghetti Cat together. I love Spaghetti Cat. <laughs> I love Spaghetti Cat. What Halloween candy would you pair with this book, Sam? I feel like on one hand, Milky Way, because I mentioned Milky Ways. Yeah. On the other hand, part of me goes, any homemade one that Sabrina's mom would have made her thrown out. <laughs> I'm going to say Warheads. Because first, it's like very sour. Very, ooh, I'm, I'm very angry at these people. And then, when she starts getting her revenge, it's very sweet. It's okay. very good. But then when it's gone, you're like, oh shit, it's gone. Oh shit, it's gone. I want more. Okay. Perfect analogy. Yeah. Unlike someone. I'm just kidding. I drop these questions on people without giving them. Yeah, I was going to say, I had no research on this, so. Let's say you get a haunted mask stuck on your head. 
What's your symbol of love to get it off? My first thought is I've got a couple of letters from you. Yeah. That are just very sweet and touching. <laughs> you kept those? I kept some of them, yeah. Oh, what a weirdo. Oh no, I kept letters of someone I love. <laughs> what a weirdo. Fucking weirdo. She loves me, ew. Um, so that's my first thought. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of my other, like, what would be a good... I know what I would get. Hmm. And you're gonna hate it. Hmm. It's the picture. It's that picture, my, that, my 10th grade band picture. Yeah. With my, like, tongue sticking out doing the... Yeah. And, like, my eyes crossed, I think. Because I think it's the only picture I have of you that I have printed. Because I, we, I mean, we live, we currently live in an age where we don't really print up pictures. Yeah. Even in 2010, when we were together, we didn't really print pictures. We, well, that was when, like, photo, like, camera phones were really starting to be. Yeah. And even going to the smartphone era, so. So that that'd be mine is is Sam's is Sam's picture that she hates. Because it's just an embarrassing picture from like now, like. Ooh, or the or the birthday card my mom gave me this year because it it felt very touching and That's I fair. actually have that in the same area as Sam's picture. So either one of those because those are very two those are two things that I've, I I have decided to keep because I love them so much. That's sweet. Even though I made Sam throw away a very sweet card. I yeah, her. I had one that I was like, oh, and you're like, throw it away, <laughs> throw it away. I should have said like put it away somewhere nice. But instead, now it's in the garbage. Hey, I'll get you something better. I'll write you a poem. I was going to say, I also have... Roses are red, violets are blue, you smell like stew, so how about we do? So, I... I had... Oh, how you do, now. Oh, how you do, I don't know now. if I still have it, but I remember... I can't remember if it was Valentine's Day or anniversary. Yeah. You gave me a bunch of candy. Yeah. And you were, like, different ones that remind me of you. Uh-huh. And I remember, like, the peach O-ring, you are like, oh, that ass, or something like that. <laughs> or something like that. i try to remember, I might still have it. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, I might still have it. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was a romantic man, wasn't I? Either that or one of the necklaces you got me. The heart or the opal. Yeah. Alrighty, Sam. So what are your pairings with this book? What would you pair with this book? Like a fine wine with some stinky cheese? What would you pair with this? So my first thought is one of those, like... So I'm going to give the one that I came, that came to me when we were talking. Yeah. Because my brain just decided. Uh, Costume Quest 1 or 2. Okay. Cause very, very fun game. Very fun game, Halloween vibe. It's all about the costumes. Yeah. And even the second one, even more so, because it's very much that revenge yeah. element. And that sometimes revenge is not best necessarily the best option. Yeah. So. Bravo to you. I did not even think of that. So uh, that's my thought, because I was just thinking about it, and I'm like, it's such a similar, like, good Halloween vibe. Yeah. So the second one I have is a weird pairing, but hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. So either pers- Persona specifically. Oh, this bitch. Fuck off. <laughs> so, five is really what reminds me, but four also has very similar. I can't speak to three or anything before, just because I have not played it, so yeah. I don't want to. But a lot of it has to deal with, specifically five literally has a thing regarding the mask. Mm-hmm. And it's always about the shadow work. And specifically that part of you that you try to hide away. Four, you have to fight and come to that, oh, those dark feelings, yes, they are me, but it's not all of me. Five, you literally physically rip off the mask. And it's this very visceral, like, making a deal to get revenge. Hmm. So that was what I thought more of a thematic standpoint than in a specific, like, this is my... I, I applaud you for giving a really good pairing instead of half-assing it like you I normally know, do. I know, right? <laughs> like, bravo! I have my moments every so often. Can we put a canned, like, <laughs> applaud right Just here? Just like, general yeah. <laughs> audience applause, because... Yeah. See, I... Actually, yeah, ha- I'm, I'm, I told you it was an interesting one, but I would stand by it. I'm I'm very proud, actually. 
And it wasn't just, again, like, the, uh, the TV show, even though that is good. Like, I do recommend the TV show. Alrighty, so I have, like, six to pair it with. Scary Godmother Halloween Spooktacular. Okay, yeah. I think the tale of Carly Beth and Hannah Marie vibe with one another of two girls who are tired of being scared and want to get back at their abusers. Except as one light, one is lighthearted and the other one is terrifyingly real. So I'm just thinking of Haunted Mask and I just see the fucked up slappy mask you have down there. Yeah. <laughs> you got nice. a COVID fever. I'm going to wear that when I perform for my band. <laughs> okay. Uh, my next one is Dead Skin Mask by Slayer. This song kept coming into my head whenever they asked if the mask was made of real skin. I know it's about Ed Gein, but the mask would totally make Carly Beth listen to this and Slayer in general. I mean, come on. Sorry, just the way you said it. Just said the mask like, listen to Slayer. It's like, listen! Uh, the mask. I'm going to say either the comic or the movie would pair well with this, as they both are about nobodies who acquire a mask that make them change. Kind of like Carly Beth in this book. Yeah, no, no, I get that, yeah. You say, I, I'm, I'm here to you out on all these. None of these are... Yeah, none of these are bad. I, I legit have a lot of good parents. None of them. Them. I'm going, what the fuck is this? The Treehouse of Horrors, episode 16, segment 3, I've grown a costume on your face. As soon as you said the Treehouse of Horror, I'm like, wait, it's the one where they become their costumes. Yes. The denizens of Springfield are cursed by a witch to forever be their Halloween costumes. Kind of like Carly Beth in this story. Steven Universe Catfingers. This is truly the body horror episode of the series that everyone remembers. I find Steven's yearning to transform to have some similarities to this story. No, I can see that. Yeah. As, since we just watched it. it. Literally, I literally wrote this note as soon as we finished watching this one. Because I was like, oh, this kind of has some similarities. And then last but not least, the TV show episode that was aired as a two-parter on primetime on Friday night. That's how good this one is. They put actual money into this fucking project. And it was good. Like, it, there are some goofy effects, but that's just because it's 1990s. Yep. Also, do yourself a favor and watch the Cartoon Network promos for Ghostbumps that are made to look like Grindhouse trailers. Because those are freaking great. Premiering Monday night. From R.L. Stein. It's Goosebumps, the series. Bye-bye, Kelly Beth. Alright, Sam. So let's wrap things up with ratings and reviews. What are you rating and reviewing this one? I would say, for my review, it's definitely probably the best Goosebumps book we've read mm-hmm. and probably a contender for best of the year yeah because wow. the prose really flow it's definitely up in the top if it's not the varied if it's not uh, the agreed first. agreed agreed yeah no I, I i agree with you i was just uh, was surprised the prose really flow i part of it is i do sympathize with the character i will admit that i see myself in carly beth's shoes very very much so yeah um there isn't much filler mm-hmm. the stakes are very well established and feel real and weighted like, not mm-hmm. just, oh, I guess we can do this kind of thing. I guess. And the twist at the end actually feels very good. good. Like, it's yeah, not it just feels the, legit. Honestly, like, Vampire Breath, I get the twist, but it was also a weak twist. Yeah. So, with... So, I would probably say... I'm, 
I really don't have anything other than to give it a five out of five because I don't have any reason to give it lower. All right. There's not anything that I can go, oh no, this. Beautiful. I love hearing it. All right. This is the pinnacle of Goosebumps books. I don't think there will ever be one as good as The Haunted Mask. It's a novella packed with good scares and wonderful prose. Carly Betts is one of the most sympathetic characters RL has ever written, and her story is truly a memorable one. If I have any complaints, I do find that the repetitive nature of the jokes played on her to be a bit much, but that but this helps stable her sympathy for this girl and truly understand her motives throughout the story. I also find the explanation for the mask that they are just lab-grown ma- faces to be weird, and that the TV episode does a better job of creating something from that, but I really, really don't hold that against this book, you know? It's a cool idea, just not well executed like the rest of the book. I absolutely love this book and think it's a perfect Halloween read. Do yourself a favor and either read the book, listen to the audiobook, or watch the TV special because it's worth your time. I give The Haunted Mask five children covered in fear pee <laughs> out of five. So there we go. That's the beginning of Goosebumps Month. I don't think I've revealed what we're going to read besides the short story. Um, technically, if, you, if you're if you on Twitter and follow me, you could probably see what Spongy recommended me for the Give Yourself Goosebumps. So go out of your way and look what Spongy <laughs> recommended. Uh, but for the other Goosebumps book we're going to read this month, I'm going to leave that as a surprise. We're not going to read it until probably the third or fourth week of September because... Holy crap, there are five fucking weeks in this month, and I had to make a fucking Goosebumps quiz show just to fill in a gap. Fun times, so though. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to recording that Yes, one. I know you like doing those, so it's not I like it's... love them. Not like you're like, oh no, I hate this. Oh no, I have to make a quiz show. Uh, uh. uh. Alrighty, folks. Thank you for listening to us on our first week of Goosebumps Month. If you enjoy what you heard, make sure to like, subscribe, and even go back to old episodes and listen to some of our other Goosebumps episodes, or even just episodes in general. If you see a book that you maybe read as a kid and are like, whoa, I totally forgot about that, check it out. The episode is definitely worth your time. Uh, or hell, maybe even if it's a book that you're like, should I read this? Listen to the episode and find out, honestly. <laughs> Shits and giggles, that's all I'll say. Shits and giggles. And also, if you really like us, join us on patreon.com slash drunkenbookclub for a dollar a month. That's right. Just one dollar a month, you'll get a bonus episode every week. You'll get drunken commentaries where me and maybe some other people, if, if we're able to join together, watch either movies or TV episodes based around the things we read. Uh, that, those ones I don't do too often. I do a bonus episode every week, though, for the most part. I also share my notes are the show notes on every episode on there as well. You just have to see the episode that's up early. Did I mention that these episodes are up early? I had these episodes up literally on Monday instead of Friday when I normally release them. And uh, I also released something on Friday called the Weekly Lineup Pairings, where I pair a four TV shows of a random show to kind of go along with this. And they're all specific to a specific channel. For instance, for Vampire Breath, actually, no, I shouldn't use Vampire Breath as an example because I actually paired three movies with Vampire Breath. I shared three vampire movies that you should watch that are kind of weird and wacky that I kind of wanted to share. For The Haunted Mask, I'm actually going to do uh, four ABC 
one Saturday morning episodes based around bullies for this for this week. So wait for those episodes to come out. I bet there's going to be an episode of Disney's Doug with Roger Klotz. Hope you're ready. I know which some Sam loves Disney's Doug and doesn't make her cringe at all. She cringes. It's because she's Doug. You're Doug. Now how am I Doug? You're the cat that makes fart noises. That's that's not Doug. <laughs> I know you're. That is stinky, Sam. And I also don't think there's a cat that makes fart noises. Actually. He does. Doesn't he just like? I guess he does raspberries. He, but he, he mostly does raspberries. Goes, I guess he does. He also gives birth. Yeah, she does. Yes, she does. <laughs> maybe maybe he's a trans man. You don't know this cat's like that. Cat, Sam. <laughs> I don't believe he can decide if it's trans or not. I don't know. These the animals seem pretty sentient. Pork They're shot. not that sentient. <laughs> They're kind of fucking stupid, like the rest of the show. <laughs> I like Disney's Doug. It's not my favorite. I, I I honestly enjoy Disney uh, Nickelodeon Doug a lot more, but Disney Doug isn't that bad. Uh, but do look forward to the Disney's one after one Saturday morning lineup with this episode, which will be released the Friday that this episode is actually released to the public, or you know. If you want to listen to this one episode early, you can on on the Patreon. Like I said, it's a dollar a month, and the dollar just goes straight to improving the show or buying us more books because, hey, we always got to be finding books. Yuck, 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 yuck. And you could also find me at DBC underscore pod on <clears throat> X. <laughs> I mean Twitter. No one calls it X. That's fucking stupid. It's Twitter. And you can also follow me on Instagram at the underscore Rupal. Sam? You can find me on Twitter, rarely at Berserker Rose, and every so often on Tumblr at Berserker Rose. And you can also follow our friends who are normally on these episodes with us but didn't join us this week because two of them are in Japan. And one of them, I was like, I don't know if our AC is going to be fixed in time. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, you can follow Weiss at Forced Left Hander. Drop the E on Hander. And he's on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes. And you can follow our good buddy Brandon at Eldritch Maid, M-A-I-D, like the sexy kind. Ooh, I'd like to see an Eldritch Maid right now with a Cthulhu face. Uh, He is on TikTok and Twitter, and I'm not sure where else, if he Mm. is anywhere else. Uh, And yeah, that's that's everybody, right? Who who wants to be, be recognized, at least. Yeah, because Noelia doesn't want to, usually. Which, good for her. I'm going to say, I, I respect that. I respect it. I'm going to say, it's more of a curse if you find my stuff on either of my social medias. That's on you, not on me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Random really garbage. Do. Yeah. And also, make sure to follow our other podcast that's, that should either be out at this time or will be coming out here soon. Disney Movie Muses. Definitely check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. It's more PC than this podcast, but it's still a lot of fun. All right, Sam, do you have a song we should go off on? Um, I don't. I I have a song. I think I'm going to go with The Man Behind the Mask by Alice Cooper, even though it's a girl behind the mask. Watch out! It's the girl behind the mask! Bum, bum! Even though that's a Friday the 13th song. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Still Halloweeny. Yeah. Speaking of Halloweeny, you need to still decide on the book we're going to read for your birthday. I know. Okay, guys. Hey, stay tuned for the rest of Goosebumps Month. We have a lot planned, and hopefully people will be able to join us soon. Bye-bye. Bye.